This is the Word of God from the household of David Church. It is a message designed to raise men after God's own heart. Listen and be blessed. magnify your name we give you praise you are good and your mercy endures forever there is none like you we lift up your name we bless your name we worship you all praise to you all adoration we exalt you you are high and lifted up there is none like you Awesome in all your ways, beautiful beyond description. Thank you, eternal Father, for this wonderful time of fellowship again. Thank you for the mighty presence of the Holy Spirit. Thank you for setting the captives free. Thank you for teaching us your ways. We give you praise, Lord, in Jesus' name. Can somebody shout a loud amen? Oh, we give you praise, Lord Jesus. Welcome somebody by your side to church. Left, right, back, behind. And just let them know you are so happy to see them. <laughs> Thank you. How many people have had a very wonderful day? Can I see your hand? Okay. <laughs> praise the Lord. Let's read something before we take our seat from John chapter 10, verse 27. John 10, 27. We are going to read something from there. I'm not seeing so many faces tonight. Many people are missing. John 10, 27. Are you there? Let's read together. What does it say? My sheep hear my voice. Who is talking here? He said, I know them and they follow me. Hallelujah. My sheep know my voice. I know them and they follow me. First Corinthians 14.10 Let's read again something from there. <laughs> Hallelujah. 1 Corinthians 14 10. The Bible says, There are, as it may be, so many kinds of voices in the world, and none of them is without signification. But what I want to take out after that is what the Bible said that there are so many voices. So it is not only the Lord that speaks, other voices talk also. So the Bible said there are all kinds of voices. So, God bless you. you. Can have your seat. Are you with me tonight? <laughs> so there is, of course, what we want to start again tonight. It's not something that we can talk about fully tonight. Not even for two or three nights more. 
And it's very crucial. And it's very important that we talk about what I'm about to share tonight. And I'm talking about hearing the voice of God. You know, one of the interesting things in the Bible, even when Cain killed Abel, he could still hear God. And God said to him, that, where is your brother? He said, what kind of question? Am I my brother's keeper? So Cain, a man with blood all over him, could still hear God. And there are many Christians who cannot hear the voice of God. That's absurd. A murderer could hear God. And he answered, and God answered. And a saint watched by the blood of Jesus cannot hear the voice of God. Doesn't that sound strange to you? <laughs> Amen. Even Satan could hear God in the Bible. It is not that God does not speak to many of you. It is that you haven't been trained on how to hear God. There is how to hear God. And that's why we are here tonight. Are you ready? Yes, Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Otherwise, God also could have just started talking to Samuel. But God called his name Samuel, Samuel, but never gave the mercy until Eli taught him how to hear. So in other words, Eli said to Samuel that he wants to tell you something, but you are not in the position to hear him. So he said, when next he calls your name, say, Lord, speak for thy servant hearing. The, 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 what was significant about that quote? But you see, God is God and you are you, I am. And you can't force God to be like yourself. As simple as that code sounded to Samuel, if Samuel did not use it, he wasn't going to hear God. So what are the codes that we need to hear now? What are the codes that we need to have now that will help us to hear the voice of God? If a Christian cannot hear God, you will not make significant strides for God on that. If you cannot hear God, there will be many victories that will be lost. If you cannot hear God, there will be many opportunities, many provisions that you are going to miss. If you cannot hear God, you are going to live like every other person. Guess what will cost you so much? Especially when it comes to important matters of your life. Hallelujah. Amen. Are you with me? Yes, Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So many things it will keep broadcasting, but it will be of no benefit to you because you cannot hear God. But Jesus said, My sheep hear my voice. So, am I a sheep? I believe almost everybody here is. You are. So, the answer is yes. So, what is the problem? It's not that you are not qualified to hear him. And it's not that he's not willing to speak to you. It is because we must be trained like Samuel to get acquainted with the voice of God. And I'm going to show you major issues. There are many of them that they block people's ear from hearing God. Some very simple, almost all of them very simple actually. 
Hallelujah. <laughs> Lord, which one do I pick first? One of the major problems is because many people don't even know how God speaks. That might be a good place to start from. How does God talk? So, all over the world, there are many children of God expecting an audible voice. My son, are you? <laughs> and there is a vibration. And then, you know, God speaks King James English only. According to religion, I am saying to thou, my son, knowest thou where thou art? <laughs> Does God speak audibly? Yes. Maybe Christians who will hear God audibly might not be up to 2%. And those 2% might only hear that audible voice maybe once, maybe twice in a lifetime. God is not a talkative. As a matter of fact, when you hear an audible voice, you will never remain the same. Those who had fell down, he had to speak to them again to come alive. Like John. So, many people don't know who God is. His voice sounds like that of many waters. If you hear it once, you will never forget the date, the time in your life, and it will have a significant impact on your body. Well, let's read that one. So, I am saying, then some expect trance and visions. Yes, if you are here, we have explained before, there are many types of visions. And when it comes to the realm of visions, dream is the lowest realm. So there is trance. There is open vision. And then you have spiritual vision. And then you have dream at the base level. So the highest is open vision. Ezekiel chapter 1. All that happened to John, Revelation chapter 1, was an open vision. He said, I heard before behind me a voice and I turned. And he saw somebody in the midst of candlestick. That represents just one thing. See, he saw somebody. Normally, the candlestick had one pole and seven lamps from it. It was not possible for somebody to be in the midst of the candlestick. You either before it or after it. It was just one pole. But the Bible was using a prophetic language. John turned back and I said that I saw seven candlesticks. And in between the seven candlesticks, I saw Jesus Christ. And Jesus told him towards the last two verses that the seven candlesticks represent the seven churches. In other words, you cannot see Jesus except you see the church first. For he dwells in the midst of his people. A message for those who castigate churches. Churches are not perfect, it's true. But the sincere truth is that you see Jesus through the church. Now the problem with that is that church can give you a distorted vision of Jesus. Very possible. I get what I'm saying. Is somebody with me? So, <laughs> all that John saw, all that Ezekiel saw in Ezekiel 1, those were open visions. Open vision, you are there as if it's happening, as in, you are just taken out of your body, but you are there physically. You might sit here now, you see an angel walking, you see everything. You are still looking at your clothes, yet you are seeing it to the realm of glory. That's an open vision. Sometimes it can happen in a way that heaven comes down to meet you. At times you are taken up there. 
your seed can just fold like that and they are strange realms but they happen trance is more like your physical senses suspended you are watching like a screen before you like peter saw in the house when he was preparing so uh, he was fasting and then he was staying with somebody and then uh, the colonel sent men to peter so that was a trance that peter saw peter saw there so you are audible voice you are visions and you are categories in vision spiritual vision is a little difficult to explain it's not trance it's not an open vision but you see your spirit and you cannot explain how you are seeing it that one is quite common when you are ministering to people sometimes cases are called out by what you see inside even though you don't see it physically but that is not the primary concern of believers i'm taking my time to lay the foundation for weeks we will run with this if a christian cannot hear the voice of god there is a problem you stand a chance of being deceived and there are many things that the lord will seek to do through that he will not be able to do but he said my sheep hear my voice so the first reason why people don't hear an assumption of how they think god speaks audible voice or he's going to show me a vision do you know it actually happened to when i was a when i first got born again in secondary school then i had the privilege of learning to pray for a long time from secondary school from ss1 i used to wake up at night to pray for about two hours one hour 30 minutes every night secondary school my parents were going to say they just didn't understand what's wrong with me then thank god for scripture you know that trained us are you getting what i'm saying they didn't tell us that children cannot understand this they put everything in our head and we understood so i remember then i'll be praying because i'd heard others share visions and dreams i will expect god to reveal a vision so in the night i'll pray and i will sleep expecting to see a vision because i read certain people in the bible that when they were sleeping god appeared to them until the spirit of god corrected me one day what about how about you sitting down there and listening to what i have to say i have not said i only talk to you when you sleep i prefer to talk to you when you are awake you know what when i corrected that then i started having visions when i sleep why god does not want you to preempt him he wants you to follow the word you know god has said to people if i ask them to give out something when they were about to get to you, if i said no i just wanted to i wanted you to prove to yourself because you don't prove anything to god he knows you already that when i ask you for something there's nothing you cannot lay down for me that's what he did with abraham i get what i'm saying praise the lord so <laughs> he said so take your heart off audible voice by god's sovereignty if he chooses to speak to you that way yeah but that even if it does it only happens to once in a blue moon but then you need to hear God regularly about both big and mundane issues. How do we cultivate this thing? Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Assumption on our space. Then let's look at what should the saint do when you want to hear God? From the word go, God created man to be able to hear him. 
in Genesis chapter 3, when Adam fell, as God was walking, the Bible said Adam heard the voice of God walking in the garden. And he said, I heard your voice and I went to heal myself. He has never planned that his voice will be strained to people. That only one prophet that will come and not put down and say, Don't see the Lord. I'm coming from the mountain. I have this message for you. And people enjoy that kind of thing. And guess what? If you are not trained to hear God for yourself, along the line, you will fall for fallacies. Are you hearing what I'm saying? If a person brings any message to you, it should resonate with what the Lord is already telling you. That is the message you should accept. You know, in the early days of Christianity, a lot of people made, a mistake, made so many mistakes in Nigeria. People were told by pastor, this is who you should marry. They got married and they entered trouble. Some were not told by pastor. A brother woke up and said, I saw a vision that we were joined together in marriage and she did not want to disobey God. Even though that thing bore no witness in her spirit, she read it to the man and the man became a monster at home. And it happened in the 70s and in 80s in Christianity. People using visions and dreams to marry people. Hallelujah. It now got to a point in those days. You know, I grew up with scripture, you know, and they taught us some of this that happened. Some of our teachers in secondary school then, they were in the early revival state of Nigeria. They were part of it. And they taught some of the things that happened there. How people made this kind of mistake because once they, God said, oh, God said, okay, God said, you should be my wife. And then, and then no love. Everything upside down. And they suffered miserably. They thought they were obeying God. But they were being foolish without knowing. And I also so much of that happened around that time. The sister got to the home of that brother, no joy. She knew she was in trap immediately. Some of them even managed to stay there because they felt God said. And nobody had taught them. So they did not know. So they fell for it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I even once heard a preacher who was bragging about this. He even said that the way he married is, so I just wanted to tell her that God said, You are my wife, leave it or take it. And she wanted to obey God, so he said, Yes. I trust sisters on nowadays. Actually, sisters of HOD. <laughs> Which? <laughs> Hallelujah. Oh, dear Lord Jesus, thank you. Are you with me? So let's start. God's number one way of speaking. And I want every believer to develop is still small voice. Or what you call inward witness. They are not exactly the same, but they are related. Let's look at this. You see, the more you walk with the Lord, the more you lay aside girigiri and understand what is really important. In 1 Kings chapter 19, when somebody comes that people fall under the anointing, it will impress some people. If you are impressed, you are still a baby. You are in a pill. First Kings 19. Let's read. I will never forget. Jesus has a way of illustrating certain things at times through a vision. A man saw Jesus in a vision. Jesus wanted to prove a point to him. He was complaining that the Lord was not speaking to him. So Jesus was walking on a street in heaven. And Jesus saw a guy and he went. I think he spoke to the guy. And then the guy was consoled. Then Jesus saw the second person. 
and he stopped, just greeted the person and moved on. Then he saw the third person and just gave a sign and they both parted and they went. So Jesus asked the guy that which one was the most spiritual? I said the one that you held. He said no. He said that one was so carnal. You see, in the realm of the spirit, this is why one should turn Christianity to holding objects. God's plan is not that God Handkerchiefs were taken from Paul. It is not an error. Please don't misunderstand me. But God prefers that you carry his power than an object carrying his power. Objects should only go when you cannot get there. But do you know that there are believers? If you give an unbeliever an handkerchief that you pray over and it works, we celebrate. But if you are a Christian and you cannot pray for the sick, but you only you want to go for an interview and you are putting an handkerchief anointed in your pocket. What happens to the Holy Spirit that dwells in you? There's nothing wrong with that handkerchief. I am only saying that it will weaken your faith. Do you get what I've just said now? The highest demonstration of your faith, no object is needed. Because you are going to be in one day when there will not be any object around you. And all you have to say is the name of Jesus Christ. But if you are used to objects, you are already defeated, you are dead on arrival. Are you getting what I'm saying? There's no object stronger than the name of Jesus. Amen. Is somebody getting what I'm saying? At the highest realm. So in 1 Kings, let's start from verse 9. So he got to a cave and he lodged there. 1 Kings 9. This is Elijah. And he came down to a cave and lodged there. And behold, the word of the Lord came to him and said unto him, What doest thou here? I said this way will take weeks. How did he hear? Now look at what happened next. To begin to understand the patterns of God. He was in a cave. This was Mount Oreb. When he ran away from Jezebel. And he go to a place he lodged there. And God said, well, what are you doing here? And he said, verse 10. I've been so jealous of my God. Give verse 10. I've been so jealous for the Lord God of hosts. For the children was complaining. And then verse 11. And God said, go forth and stand on the mount before the Lord. Look at the next thing. And behold, the Lord passed by a great and strong wind that ran the mountains and break pieces the rock before the Lord. But the Lord was not in the wind. You have to be very spiritual to understand the Bible. Who was passing by the wind? The Bible said the Lord passed by with a great wind. But the Lord was not in the wind. There is God and there is the effect of God. Are you getting what I'm saying? Many times you say the wind is blowing. None of you have seen the wind before. What you call the wind is the effect of the wind. You say a wind is blowing when papers are flying and everything. But nobody sees the wind. But you see the effect of the wind blowing. Are you getting what I'm saying? So the law passed by. After the wind, the Bible says, earthquake, everything is splitting. And notice, Elijah was not even moved. He stood there. And the Bible says, God was not in the earthquake. After the earthquake, fire, verse 12. But the Lord was not in the fire. After the fire, what? Everybody say it together. Look at the reaction of Elijah to the voice. Verse 13. It was so when Elijah heard it. What did he do? 
wrapped his face in his mantle and went and stood. He ran. So, this man was alone on Mount Oreb. And everything cracking. And he just stood there. So we can't be moved by this. Then there was earthquake, maybe two rocks under him. I said, there's no problem. I know he can't forsake me. I'm not moved by what I see. Then he saw fire coming like volcano and he stood there. But something strange happened. He was not afraid of those three elements. But he heard a still small voice and he covered his face and he ran. Why? The highest power of God is in the voice. And that voice is not a shouting voice many times. Have you read in the book of Psalms that be still and know that I am God? Why the word be still and know that I am God? I'm going to explain it. It's one of the prerequisites for hearing God. Let's start this way. Let me lay down about four points, four important things about hearing the voice of God. And we're going to continue from there. Another time. Is someone blessed tonight? Four very important things. Let's read Abacob chapter 2. Abacob 2 1. I want everybody in this church to see. I will explain another day the place of the gift of the Spirit, actually, gift of prophecy. This is the problem. If a Christian does not understand what I'm sharing now, and the Lord gives you a gift of prophecy, you sin to the spirit realm. God help you that that gift does not destroy you. I got born again in secondary school about 27 years ago. As a GSS 2 or 3 boy, I discover many have come and they have gone. Because unfortunately they were opened to the realm of the spirits. And I'm going to tell you something which I, I have seen some flashes also. It happens everywhere. When I listen to people, I listen to people here and there. There was a certain pastor I sat down with one time. And he told me, God has children. And I was with a friend. We went to the office where he was working. He was under another pastor. And when we got there, he began to tell us straight away that he has told the pastor that uh, by the end of the month or so, he'll be going. And he mentioned another pastor whose ministry is totally different from this one. That that's going to be my mentor, blah, blah, blah. Honestly, I didn't make anything out of it. But as we were going, my friend that was with me just time, I said, what's wrong with that guy? He said, it is obvious. The blessing of the pastor that is living is not with him. He said, look at the way he's talking. You have not even left. You already have a man. And I, I, and I started observing some of these things then. So what will happen is this. One day I was talking to one minister also who wanted to leave from one place to another. And I showed him Acts chapter 13. This is why training is important. Many will run and run in vain. Because nobody has taught them some fundamental things of the gospel. So he was about to say, well, God has told him to go and see. The most abused word in the Pentecostal cycle is God said. God said in Pentecostal cycle is the most terrible thing you can hear. There's no terrible thing God has not told people to do. God in quotes. God said. I told you on Sunday. Somebody pulled down a church. I have never experienced all the blessed God. Our people seem to be saying spiritually. Somebody pulled down. Then they sent it to start a branch. After some, we removed the banner, removed everything, put his own name there, and told the person that God told him to do it. God. 
Brian said the pastor of Hillsong was talking with the pastor of the purpose driven church and he said <laughs> a person in the church was committing adultery and he said, he said God told him to and he said God even gave him a word that I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me based on all restriction I have seen God said how many have I seen people will come and once you come to around me and you say God said I will never put my mouth there because I'm not God but see there is a wise way to make inquiries so I started showing this person that anything you see as a pattern in the Bible follow. He was shocked. He was leaving one ministry for another. So I took him through the Bible. Some of these things I said, I don't like sharing. So it doesn't look as if you are controlling people. But this one came to meet me for another church and I started showing him some patterns. I said, read Act 13. Look at Act 13. Act 13. About some four, five days ago, I was praying there in the night. And the Lord told me, to share this message because something is coming upon the body of Christ. Remember I started with there are many voices. People will hear strange voices and they will take them away from their place of destiny. Unfortunately. So many times. What will save you? Kenneth Egin, Papa Egin asked Jesus one day. In the voice of healing also ministers, you remember some of them who will plug cancer out of people's body. When they started going into error, again asked Jesus, how come? And Jesus told that there is an evil spirit whose voice sounds like the voice of the Lord. When he speaks, we think it's the Lord. Again says, so how do he say, stay close to the word and stay with the men of the spirits. Don't depend on your own discerning alone. It is dangerous. They were in church at Antioch. Certain prophets, all of them were prophets and teachers, anointed people. As Barnabas and Simeon called the Niger, Lucius or Syria, Menin, and Saul, that's Paul. It was still Saul at that time. As they ministered to the Lord and fasted, the Holy Ghost said, Separate me, Barnabas and Saul, for the work. What's the next word there? I'm going to call them. I am calling them. Let me tell you what happened. Before now, God had appeared to Paul and Barnabas. They had received the call, but they refused to move. Until the rest of their prayer people confirmed. So there was a day, everybody was praying and God said, Truly I have called them, release them now. How many people have moved without being released? They released themselves. I see it in churches. I see it common among older churches. And watch ministries like that. So the next thing that happened is that they never grow into fulfilling anything. So they become resentful and bitter. And start speaking against all big churches. You can see many of them on Facebook. Who asked them? The mistake of the church you are, it's not enough for you to go and start something else. You start as you are called by the Lord. Period. And that calling must be verified by men of the Spirit. We're coming yesterday. Interestingly, I told... Um, I was just playing the priest by chance. One of the early saints that lived, the priest was a professor, UK man that God used Michael across the globe. And I was just playing. And interestingly, he was saying this same thing. The priest said something. He said, if the Lord appears to me and he tells me to do something, he said, if I'm a member of the church and I speak with the pastors and they say, ah, we are not feeling this thing. He said, I'll go back and pray and wait. The Bible says, God will not leave himself without a witness. 
And when Jesus came, the Pharisees said, they understood that from Moses. One of the problems, they said, you bear a witness to yourself. Your witness is not true. Jesus said, no, there is John. And some other people bearing witness to me. And one day he said, you know what? You are going to hear a sound from heaven and the sound sounded. Because even God recognized the fact that for able to follow you, you must not be the only witness bearing witness to yourself. Yet there are many people. I've seen it from when I was in school. Even a little university of about our fellowships here and there. God told me, not that's what God just told me I should have, and then they go. And you watch the whole thing. And you watch the whole thing. There are things that when God tells me about this church, I share with the leaders. I ask them to pray along and to receive confirmation. And there are older pastors that I speak like about I will require your fountain. Pastor Poch, that I speak to, this is what, and I don't even tell that God said I should do this. I start by saying that this is coming to my spirit. What do you think about this, sir? It is dangerous to follow yourself. See, there is a reason why the Spirit of God is bringing this message at this time. It might be people watching, people here, or somebody watching that is about to take a detour that you might not be able to come. That's why the Lord is warning. You are in a ministry. And you are the only one hearing God asking you to do something. And you want to take that bold step. And you are not even waiting for others to confirm. God has told me that. that, that. Is God really like that? You see, let me show you something in line with this. I'm, I know this is, we are coming back to what I'm saying now at the end. I'm supposed to tell you four things about hearing God. But look at this. Acts chapter 15. Acts 15. You remember that every time it used to be Barnabas and Saul. Barnabas and Paul. Later it became Paul and Barnabas. Later Barnabas disappeared. The last thing we heard of Barnabas in the Bible, until Paul said, bring unto me Barnabas, one of his epistles. It, I said, one, the first I read as a young man, I said, it has become like that. Barnabas was more or less like a senior colleague to Paul. It has become Paul saying, he was talking to his spiritual so he said, when you are coming, bring Barnabas also. Because Barnabas just wandered, fizzled out. What happened? The fallout between John and happened in Acts chapter 15. The argument was not the problem. But towards the end, see what happened. What, you know, they are preached. Let me give background story. They are preached in many cities. And Paul said to Barnabas one day, let us now go back to all the cities where we are preached. We have started churches. Let's say we went from Lagos to Ibadan, to Beni, to Enugu, to Akwa Ibom, to Calabar. We started churches there. And we kept moving like that. And now go to Ghana. So one day I now said that you know what? Let's go and visit all these churches we have started. Because when they started, they appointed leaders, they moved to somewhere else. Let's see how they are doing. I know they were going to welcome you as Geo. And that welcome will be good. And Barnabas just said, fine, but I am taking John Mark is following us. And Paul said, no. When the going was tough, John Mark ran away. The story was that, you know, church in Jerusalem, according to history, said they grew to be 120,000. So the church in Jerusalem, where the first church was, with the elders there, the church grew. Peter was there, later he led, grew to 120,000. James was the head of the church. It was not the James disciples, it was James, the younger brother of Jesus Christ. Became the head of the, according to historians. So in a 120,000 seat auditorium or 120,000 church, imagine the kind of choir. Imagine beautiful sisters. Imagine all the friends we have. And you know, in that church, they used to eat from house to house. 
Acts chapter 2, Acts chapter 4. So there were many wonderful things. Other places were, they were hard places to break. Some of the places Paul was stoned. But in Jerusalem, 120,000 people worshipping God, eating chicken and chips. Relationship seminar will be ask singles alone to come. You might have 70,000 singles. I mean, very. So, Jeremiah followed them when they went on, where we read before, chapter 13. But Jeremiah saw when they stole Paul. He saw when they tried to preach, and maybe five people will gather. It's the aspect of what people don't know when they're about to step into something. What will sustain you is the genuineness of your call and the blessing of the people. Who are blessed to walk. Brethren around you, strengthening it and praying with you. When were you at there was a guy that went to, out of ambition, went to rent a hall. One thousand seater hall. Then God told him to do a program. And his fellowship were not with him. So nobody in the fellowship attended. He brought together, put posters all around UI. He was the only one there. One thousand chairs, he sat at the front. When the guest minister came, he pulled a chair and sat with him. The message was to cancel him. <laughs> and he put sound equipment from that day, the guy became, he, he almost stopped following Christ. He became so bitter. What was sent him? And people do this a lot. See, let me warn. I, I don't know of anybody like that here, but I'm just warning. See, if you're always the type that you go to an assembly, you are spotting what is wrong. Have you started a war before? Do you know what it means to lead hundred people? And that they are there. Where is this Sunday showing up everywhere? Do you know what it means? You will know when you start one. This is how people go to black magics and powers of the world. When they see that there's no other way, especially when God has not called them and God is not with them, then they will need Satan and he will gallantly give them the help. Hallelujah. I've seen a lot of this. I've seen someone that started well, went to join no court to have black power for crowds to fill the church and die prematurely. Because Satan has no, no free gift to give. But these are the things that happen when people become ambitious. And they just feel, I know more than them. And then they move. Number one, ministry is not about knowing. You know the fact, I have never stood before you, everybody, a feeling that I know Bible more than everybody. I don't have that kind of feeling. I only respond to what I'm asked to do. So people just have. So, they wanted to go and Paul, so Barnabas said that John Mark will follow us. And Paul said, no. This guy ran away. Now you know the catch? John Mark was Barnabas' cousin. According to the Bible. There are scriptures to prove that, but that's not. So in other words, sentiment had entered. And Paul said, no way. And the Bible said that small matter became a sharp argument. So when you see argument, it's not new. You know, some people give an impression as if all saints were saints. And that, you know, if Elijah were to be here, he might have, a, he will have iPad. He will have Samsung phone. It's just that he will pray in spite of everything. So in other words, with your phone also, pray. Are you following me? Anyway, let's read. <laughs> give, me that, give me that after 15. The last three or four verses. So this was how they decided to split. It's a pathetic story. And the two of them just went their separate ways that day. Acts 15, the last three verses. The Bible says, And the contention was so sharp between them that they departed asunder one from another. Now, watch. See, when you read Bible, you have to let the Holy Spirit take you on a journey. So, who was the first to go? 
Barnabas. Barnabas took Mark, that's your Mark, and sailed to Cyprus. It ended there. Look at the next verse. And Paul chose Silas and departed, but he just did not go. Look at how he went. Being recommended by the brethren unto the grace of God. Did you see that in Barnabas? He grabbed John Mark in anger and he left. When Paul wanted to leave, the brethren gathered. They prayed for grace and favor upon Paul and he left. Check from chapter 16. Paul's mission just went zoom and Barnabas. Which title fits this message? Because I started with the voice of God, but the dwelling point of this message is on Barnabas and Paul. It's on because one of the things you must be prepared to do whatsoever the Lord tells you, cross-check with other spiritual-minded people. Spiritually-minded people. Those who have the mind of the Spirit. Spiritual people. Those who are spiritually-minded must be involved whatsoever. Otherwise, there is even a possibility of hearing God accurately three times and the fourth time, it can be another voice. Because there are voices. I want to stop here today. I was reading. Jesus said, Who do men say I am? And everybody started talking. And Peter said that thou art Christ, the Son of the living God. He said, Blessed are thou, Simon by Jonah. Flesh and blood has not revealed this to but my Father who is in heaven. He says, that Peter, upon this rock I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail. About three verses after, Jesus said, I'm going to die. Peter said, you shall not die. Jesus said, get behind me, Satan. Within one hour, both the Spirit of God and the Spirit of Satan spoke through the same Peter. In one hour. So that God said something to me yesterday does not mean everything I hear is God. Ah, will somebody help me get this message? The simple things I've just shared now, they are not very common in the body. A lot of Christians don't know what I've just told you now. So people introduce all kinds of things that are not in the Bible. And because people think and everybody we accept and we, we swallow for long. But there is that voice that tells you from inside, not a man. That no, there is something wrong. Sometimes the Spirit of God does not tell you what is wrong, but you can pick. It's a signal. You just can't feel comfortable with this thing. When you pray a little more, more revelation will be given to you. You want to start a business like those who lost to MMM. And there is this space trying to restrain you. We are going to look into all this verse and see times when Paul heard audibly. Maybe just one of them. Most of the time he said, I perceive. When there was going to be a shipwreck, something as, something as terrible as shipwreck. Some, God only spoke to Paul by, I perceive. When you begin to spend time praying, you begin to perceive more. You might not be able to explain it all. The spirit is satisfied by just giving you a nodding. Just withdraw. And once you withdraw, it doesn't need to tell you details. If it's necessary, it will tell you. Everything looks good about the business deal. But there is this thing from within. 
The Holy Spirit wants you to get so used to that. See, if you are not, even if you are prepared, many of you don't know that an anointing upon you is for other people, it's not for you. It is the anointing within you that is for you. And part of the anointing with this is what I've just said to you now. So you understand why somebody, for instance, can be deaf and is healing the sick and it's not affecting his own deafness. We've seen a lot of men of God, both America and Nigeria, that were mightily used of God with a kind of deformity that they know. So they are nothing. No. But that doesn't mean that God used them mightily. Are you getting what I'm saying? If you are giving prophetic grace, you might be able to give message to other people, but when you are in a fix, you hear nothing. You don't hear what I've just said. Hallelujah. What else moments like that? It is this thing. In the days of the voice of healing, what I've just shared with you now, the first man of God that God opened up to this was Kennedy again. There were mighty people. Oh, you know Jaco. You saw it in God's general. Jaco died when he was 39. Just 39. Who will place their eyes? Kennedy said that his own miracle was small compared to all these men. William Abraham. But Kenneth Hagin started warning them that time that you depend too much on the anointing. He said, depend on personal intimacy with the Lord. Don't go for audible voice. Go for small, small ways of hearing God. He said, most of the times, that is how God will speak. Only few times he will do the exceptional. Most times he will do the normal. And the normal is that still small voice leading you through the word of God and then leading you through other... See, there are People in authority who can speak to your life and who can confirm or bring a word to you. They can bring a word to you, they can also confirm. For instance, a pastor that you listen to who teaches you the word, if it's a genuine one, should be able to clarify the voice of God in your life and tell you things. It's not to rule over your faith, but it, it can be in a position to guide. And it can also, God can speak to him to tell you something. Why? Because you are fellowshipping together in one spirit. Husband and wife. It is dangerous for a wife to say you have heard something. And the man you pray with has not heard. Wait. God is not the author of confusion. He's not interested in breaking your marriage. On God. God is not like that. So he will not speak to you and block the ears of your husband so that you can fight. What kind of God is that? So when you are the only one hearing, that's what I'm saying. And the third one is parents with children. If you have believing parents, that's why the Bible put that clause there. Children, obey your parents in the Lord. Outside the law. Of course, if your parent tells you now, your father tells you to go and kill somebody, will you? If you go, you go to jail for free. Say, so Bible says, I should obey my parents. Whatever they say. No. There are things that you cannot follow. Many of our parents are there are Yoruba parents. They hate Igbo people with a passion. But you know from the word of God that hatred is not of God. So it can be a part of that. And the Igbo people also, they, one man, when we were UI, the daughter was dating Yoruba guy. The man said that even if I die, and you bring the guy home, I will wake up and slash him and die again. That's the level of beef that is in the heart of some people towards other tribes. And let me say this to you if you are a believer and you are still tribalistic, something is seriously wrong with you. If by now you cannot see that every tribe is bad and corrupt, you can't see that now. When we were going around, the couple that I knew where the man would beat the wife and drag her on the floor, they were from the same village. And hypocrites will not see that. 
You don't talk about one Yoruba man, that one Igbo man, that married a Yoruba woman, that their marriage is not good. What about how many Yoruba people have you seen? Who marry or Igbo people that marry from their village, from uh, Iwo Road, or from Umaya, and the marriage is breaking? You deny that one, but you want to go for that's hypocrisy. So there are things that we cannot do because we know better. You know, this is not of God. But if it's of the things of God and the offer that this is when we pray, dear, that this is what I'm saying. Please go back and pray and listen. This is very important. So these are mistakes that people make. Hallelujah. You know, I can't tell a church member who to marry. Even if God reveals to me that something's wrong with this relationship, I'll just start praying. Because I don't rule over people's life. I'll pray that God should let them hear for themselves. Because there's nothing like personal conviction. There's nothing like it. Are you hearing what I'm saying? But it is dangerous to have that and that you are the only one having it and you want to run with it. Especially about important decisions that you might not recover from if you should make a mistake. You are the only one who wants to go to Canada. That you are beginning to dream and see yourself in Canada. <laughs> there is nothing wrong with traveling to Canada. If you have a plan, people are going there and everything. But I'm just saying for a Christian, pray. And know you are being led. Are you getting what I'm saying? Praise the Lord. Amen. Is somebody with me today? Everybody say still small voice. Say the word of God. Say it again, the word. The spirit guides you through the word. If you are also praying, as I'm preaching now, or someone else is preaching, God can also speak to you through the message, an anointed message. But that anointed message will bear witness with your spirit that this is God speaking to you. In other words, when this meeting is over, pay attention. There is what is called inner man who is here. He's right there down here. Yes. Maybe next week I will dream more on physical conditions to fulfill for God to speak. That is what you say in Abacog. God does not waste his words. Many times he will not speak if these things are not in place. Proverbs 4 1, Proverbs 5 1. My son, attend to my words. You must give God attention if you want to hear God. You will not likely hear God except you can't help it. Maybe it needs to tell you something very important. You are not the one as a Lord speak. He wants to tell you something. Whether there are a million people around, he can tell you. But if you're asking God a question, or you are praying about something, you want to hear God, please learn to withdraw from a noisy area. Be still and know I'm God. Number one, prepare to give God attention. If you are trusting God, Lord, when am I getting married? Who am I marrying? What? If it's a prayer of inquiry and you want God to speak to you about any subject matter, attention is needed god will only attend to you when you attend to him give him attention proverbs 4 1 proverbs 5 1 give him attention my son attend it's very important number two learn to withdraw from people to create a quiet that's what they call quiet time because what you are going to hear will be a still small voice if your heart is noisy you might not hear number three is very funny relax before god can speak to you Sometimes, if you talk too much while praying, hey, 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 Jesus, Father, Father, Lord, Lord, 
At a point, God will say that, sorry, how to sort it here? You have said your own. When am I? When will you calm down and let me talk? That word, calm down, is very, very important. What did David say in Psalm 23? The Lord is my shepherd, I shall know what. It makes me lie down in green pasture. He restored my soul. He leads me beside still water. There is something about God and the stillness of your soul. When your soul is not still, it will not let your spirit receive the signal. So sometimes you are feeling praying in the morning, you are worshipping. Many times, the major key, the voice comes when you are worshipping. In our 13, the Bible said they were ministering to the Lord and God said. Because during worship, that is your most relaxed moment. So sometimes you are true with prayer, you are sitting down, you are sitting, learn to sit down there, continue to sing and worship in both in your mother language and in, your, and in tongues. Father, we worship you. Now your heart is not banging heaven with requests. Now you are adoring him and there is your soul very still now. Then you will hear what the Lord is saying. When you have heard, that is when I say what I, I will say two things more. When you hear, always go to God with paper and biro. If you are in the habit of forgetting what God has told you, He will stop talking to you. He is so serious, He doesn't waste time. When you, want, when you are praying, please learn to record. If you have a recorder, a phone, or something around you, not a phone that you are praying and you are Facebooking and the rest, but whatever can help you record. Then the last thing, when you record, review. When you write, review. From time to time, anything you receive in the place of bed that you write down, always go back to cross-check. Then the final one is what I started with. Cross-check with other spiritual-minded people. Number one, cross-check with scripture. God will never tell you something that contradicts the Bible. For instance, the Bible says you shall not lie. God will not tell you that the way out is to lie. And a man has said that before. He said when the trouble started, God just told him to tell a lie. But the Bible says, God, who cannot lie? How can God tell you to lie? What do you hear all these things? It will not, because God will never. You know what? Is it James 1, 25 that says, Every good and perfect gift from above, from the Father of lights, in whom there is no variableness, nor shadow of turning. In other words, God of heaven will never contradict himself. And Hebrews 1 says, God, who at sundry times and in diverse manners has spoken to our father by the prophet as in these days, once and for all, spoken through Jesus Christ. So Jesus is the living word. The spirit of God that is going to speak to your heart, that is going to, the owner of that still small voice is also the author of the Bible. He will never contradict himself. So the Holy Spirit will never tell you what contradicts the Bible. Because he wrote the Bible and he will not contradict himself. So the first yardstick, when you sit in that quiet room, in that dark room, in that light, whatever, wherever you're outside, in a quiet place, and you hear something, after writing it down, please check through the scripture. Does this align with the word of God? If it does, then cross-check with other Christians. Let's rise. Is someone blessed? <laughs> ah.
Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. How many of you will practice what I've just shared with you tonight? Even after three days of trying, if you don't hear anything, don't stop. If you need 15 minutes every day to do what I've just said, to sit quietly in worship and ask God questions, continue. When it begins to speak, that is the beginning of a new level for your life. Hallelujah. You know, I just put the whole point together. One day we separate all of them. Actually, the first step in hearing from God is to believe that God speaks and expect that He's going to speak to you. Hebrews 11 says, He that must come to God must believe that He is and is the reward of the evil that must come. The number one step where you want to come to is to believe that He is and it's a rewarder. That means this time I'm spending in the place of prayer, God is going to reward it. He will say something. I see your glory, Lord. When we were towing and we just finished constructing the tents, Satan is very wicked. He hates anything. Nobody came when we were working on that tent. We finished the tent. The marquee we were using to it. It's a thousand sitter marquee. When we finished, I think we had spent about 55 You were in charge. You know, someone made the, everything was ready. We had the first service there and then from Lagos State, eviction. No, seal up notice, eviction notice, demolition notice. They brought the three in one week. Where the devil wants to strike, he wants to give you paralysis of analysis. He wants to hit you so hard that you don't even want to pray. And they were just bring one notice after the other. It was in the room. I worship, I was on the floor. And I got up. I dressed up, I came. I sat down on the bed. And all I heard, the name of a pastor in Ogba here, a senior friend, he said, call him. Honestly, I called him, I didn't know what he said. So I asked him that, you have a tent also. Did they come to disturb you? He said, no. And that was it. So I was wondering why they didn't ask me to call him. Because sometimes I tell you, what does it make sense? Two minutes after I called, my phone rang again. And somebody called. He said, were you the one that called the person? I said, he said, I was with him when you called. He said, what's the problem? I told him. He said, my wife is the PA to the Commissioner for Building, Lagos. He said, I'm sending my wife to you now. He said, that letter came from the office. He said, so my wife is the PA. So the wife came. She checked. He said, you did not contravene any law here. I said, I know. Our architects are well learned. They won't do anything that would disobey Lagos State. But I knew somebody was reporting us in that area. The person wrote fashion line, told him all kinds of things. He said, we had building in there. He said, we had hotels there. He said, all sorts. He didn't even say it was a church. So based on that, they wrote a letter from Lagos. They just said, so I said, so the wife came. The wife said that, ah, but to see Organa is problem. I said, there's no problem. At least now we know the source. And again, this voice just, it wasn't an audible voice. It just dropped quietly inside. Call so so person. It's an authority in Lagos. And tell him to tell the commissioner that you want to say. The man said, What happened? I said, Don't worry about what happened. The Lord didn't say you should intervene. All I need you to say, just book an appointment with the commissioner. Tell him that your brother. So the guy called. It's actually a relative of mine. He said, One of my young guys was coming to the commissioner. I said, Let him come by 7 p.m. in the night. He said, They close deals in the night. Normally, work should end by 4. <laughs> it was in the evening. And before I, as I was going, the Lord told me that take a picture of everywhere and print it out and hold it with you. 
So I took the picture of everywhere from the road, from here, from this side. I put it in an envelope. The man just opened his mouth. Ah, that's what he said. I said, Yes. You see, sometimes they put there, don't have time to check. They depend on reports from people. So he brought out his phone. He showed me. He said, There is a man of authority on that street who called the governor and reported you. He said, But they said it's a multi purpose, so you have hotel, you have this one that you are disturbing the whole neighborhood. He said, They even said you don't have any parking area. But remember, that we had a football field to park because the owner of the property also owned a school beside us. We used to park, and there was a gate that led straight to the church. So I, took, I showed him everything. He sat back on his chair. He said, Really? He said, But this one, no one said. Then he showed me the SMS. So he called two of his. He said, Tomorrow, go there, ascertain by yourself physically, and bring reports. Those who got there, when they finished that, I said, Anything? He said, No, you guys didn't do anything. So they wrote a report. So they sent a report from Lagos State Government. They moved their vision, removed the village, removed everything, and they said, please stay with your building. But the voice, how would I have thought of calling? No matter where you are listening to me, God is connected to everybody you need to meet. He can by himself open the door. He knows who will tell you to talk to that will just do this. The voice guides. He guides. Oh, Father, we thank you. We give you all the praise. We worship you. Blessed be your name. Thank you, Lord Jesus. We give you praise in Jesus' name. If you are watching me, a woman, and you are wondering, what do I do about my husband? I don't know who your husband is, but it's a source of concern to you. This message has been a blessing to you. You sit back and pray. The voice of God will tell you how to handle the matter. The things that are difficult for men, they are very easy for God. Very easy. There is a button on your husband. When the Lord pushes it, that's the end. It will become a chain person overnight. The Lord knows how to handle him. Father, we give you praise. We thank you. We worship you. All praise to your name. In Jesus' name. It's all. Hello. We don't want this to end without giving you an opportunity to make Jesus Christ the Lord of your life. You know, um, after listening to God's word like this and you have never made Jesus Christ the Lord of your life, it's an opportunity to come to him and it's a simple process because he has made all things available. I want to employ you now to give your heart to Christ and by saying these words, because giving your heart to Christ must be done consciously, he has paid the price. Say after me, say, Lord Jesus, I come to you. I believe that you died for me and that you rose again. I believe that you shed your blood for my justification. I accept your finished work right now, and I confess that you are the Lord of my life. I believe in you. Thank you, Jesus. If you have said those words, you are actually born again, a new creation in Christ. Join us for more of this. God bless you.